This is Dump and Chase with Zach Staden. Okay, so here we are on the first podcast of Dump and Chase. My name is Zach Staden, and I appreciate you tuning in. So today we have a lot to talk about and dive into. Uh, as I make this podcast, Sunday, February 5th, and what just happened? Bo Horvat gets signed eight years, eight and a half million dollars. Man, I don't really know what to think of that. And people are saying overpayment. And I agree, it's it's a lot of money for him, a player that hasn't really gone on this pace before. Um, usually about, if I'm not correct, about a 60-point player, maybe a 50-point player. Who let Luke cook, man? <laughs> no. But uh, I, I think his kind of thought process there is that when you go into it, like really dive into it, is that you have to pay a player for what they're worth at the time, right? He's having a good year. You're going to pay him. Look at the JT Miller situation last year. He's not having, you know, the same year, I don't think, uh, this year. And then, you know, he gets paid that money. And people are saying, oh, that's Drysdale money. Well, Drysdale also got paid that back in the day when that was a lot of money for somebody. The cap's going up. I don't think it's as bad as people are saying. Is it a little bit of an overpayment? Yes, I, I agree. But uh We'll talk about it. Bo Horvat uh, is now long-term with the New York Islanders. He is no longer a Vancouver Canuck, as he always thought he would be, but he is now an Islander. Uh, but uh, first thoughts, here we go uh, on the Dump and Chase podcast. Let's get into it. This is First Thoughts, where we talk about everything that's happening right off the bat. Uh, you go first. Oh, no, you go first. No, no, go ahead. No, please, you go first. You go first. No, please, you go first. The All-Star game, how it went. I I don't think it was, like, you know, a huge success. I mean, (laughs) if we're going to be honest, Gary Bettman had a a press conference saying that the All-Star game weekends don't make revenue. And, quote, we do do it to put on a show. I don't really know what kind of show you're putting on there. Like, let's be honest. Like, you look at the crowds there. It was not that full. Those crowds were not full. And, you know, you kind of look at the empty seats, like it got like a little bit better over time, but that wasn't full. I don't see that as a success and definitely not for revenue. But I mean, we do to put on a show. Come on. I mean, I, so I was talking to somebody about the All-Star game and the uh, so another part of the news is that the 2024 All-Star game is going to Toronto, Canada, uh, pretty close to where I live. And I'm pretty excited about it. But I texted this one gentleman. I said, uh, man, we got to go. I, I think I said we going kind of thing question mark and uh he answered back probably about 10 minutes later and says honestly i don't even think i know the all-star game was going on unless fantasy hockey told me that there was a week off and i started laughing i told myself i said is that kind of like what we're coming to these days is that people don't care about the all-star game to go watch these big players perform and some some of the players don't even care they would rather go on vacation to the bahamas and i don't blame them you got to make this kind of fun for the players you got to make them want to go and yeah there's some players who enjoy it don't get me wrong. There's players who enjoy it. They love going there. They, they like it, right? But at the end of the day, if you have this type of thing going on, come on. Like, you, you, can't, you can't do that. But I think that's just a prime example of how things have been going for the All-Star game. Um, and especially that one guy I was talking to and how he was talking about it. One other thing about the All-Star game. So, Matty Beniers, uh, he did not end up going. He was injured. And people are like, okay, so who are they going to send from Seattle next? And then all of a sudden, Chandler Stevenson, who uh, plays on the Vegas Golden Knights, goes instead of him. And all of a sudden, Seattle has no representation. So then it comes back to this. Gary Bettman's like, oh, well, uh, I want every team to be represented. You know, like, let's, let's get some fair representation in here. Okay. So how come you didn't send someone from Seattle? Is this about sending the next best player? 
now we're doing best players. If that was the case, there should have been a lot of other players that should have went then. Don't get me wrong. Like um, Stevenson has, has been really good. Like that's, that's not, let's be honest here. Like it hasn't been that bad, but like, if you're going to send somebody, if you're going to follow what you say, send somebody from Seattle, where's Burakovsky's invite? Where's Jared McCann's invite? You know what I mean? Uh, the, the Manny Benier situation goes and it sucks because I really like him as a rookie. I honestly think he's going to win the Calder this year. Um, and it sucks that he couldn't go. There's a lot of other players who were injured too. Uh, one of them being Austin Matthews. Should he have went in that way? No, but that's a different story. Uh, but just so many injuries. But if you're going to stick to what you say, do it. Don't don't just kind of say you're going to do it, but then do something else. Anyway, so the NHL is also exploring a outdoor game in Florida, and the weather is a possible issue. Of course, it's an issue. I mean, viewership is up. ESPN ratings, not an issue. Uh, that's definitely something good to hear for the cap. Um, then ESPN Plus has two times the viewers compared to the old NHL TV. That's also a W for the NHL. So a round of applause there. And so Ottawa Senators news. Uh, it's good to see that the Sens ha actually have something going for them. So whoever buys the Sens will keep them in Ottawa. That is something Gary Bettman has really wanted to do and made sure that if there was going to be somebody who's buying the Sens, they have to keep them in Ottawa. So if someone's going to buy the Sens, you have to keep them in Ottawa. That's that's not a question at all. There's no yes or no. And that makes sense because there have been many people who have tried to uh, move teams before and Gary Bettman has not taken any of that. So um, I'm, I'm happy about that. I mean, you the, the Canadian representation and this type of stuff is great. So I, I, I like that this is uh, this is going somewhere positive. And another one revenue approached six billion or approaching six billion up from five point four billion last year. Uh, no update on the salary cap yet. So a lot of people are probably gonna be saying. Let's put up the salary cap. Let's keep it going. Keep it rushing up. I don't think it's going to be that quick. I do think Gary Bettman's probably going to take it step by step. Now, how much it will go up? Uh, I could see probably about three and a half million dollars, something like that. Maybe four million. Some people have said five, but uh, I'm not exactly sure how that's going to work for the NHL. Uh, I like that. I mean, it shows that the NHL is at least growing in revenue a bit. And revenue is up. That's exactly what you want to see. Now, there are some aspects that aren't exactly great. Um, I saw this one comment. They said, man, the revenue is up due to the Arizona Coyotes. <laughs> you got to leave them alone, man. I, I don't think it's that bad, but you definitely have to do something for that. That's that's definitely something that you want. But, you know, let's, let's, get, let's get into it. Uh, I mean, the NHL has been steadily growing, but there's lots of aspects that don't actually go well with the NHL. Now, let's be, let's be honest right now. The NHL does not market well. So I'm surprised that the the revenue is shooting up this quick, but I mean, you know what, to each their own, like if, if that's what they're saying is going up and they're not kind of fudging the numbers there, which I wouldn't expect them to anyway, I, I like it. I like it. I, I, I do like it. But let's get back into the Bo Horvat talk. So eight years, eight and a half million dollars for Bo Horvat. Like I said, I don't mind the contract. Bo Horvat is a good centerman who is very good at face-offs. Like that's, that's, that's something that he's been very good at for a long time now. He's been a very sustainable centerman when he was playing on the Vancouver Canucks. And he's proven that he can do this stuff. Like he's not just a um like a no talk, no play player. Like he he when he talks the talk, he walks the walk. And he's doing it this year. And that's that's no question. So I mean, we look at if we look at his stats over the years, uh, he's he's about a 50 point player. I think he had like one 60 point season, 61 points on, on the uh on the season in 2018-19. But right now, 49 games played. 54 points on the season. So it's definitely a up year for Bo Horvat, and he's having a pretty good year. Now, I really do want to see if he can transition that 
into like the Islanders now and see how well that does. You have that one-two punch with Barzell Horvat down the center. Let's see how the Islanders respond with that. That's really what you want in that in terms of that way. But uh, Bo Horvat, eight years, eight and a half million dollars. I don't mind it. I think that, you know, like I mentioned, it was a little bit of an overpayment, uh, especially because he hasn't been this type of player for a long time. But I think that Lula Morello is thinking in the way that the cap is going to go up and it will make the contract less, quote unquote, bad than what it already is now. So that's one way that he's part of me looking at it in terms of making sure that, you know, in the future, the Islanders do have cap space and it kind of keeps it going. But people are getting what they want. They're happy. They're fine with staying in the island. Right. That's one thing that has hasn't been exactly great for Lula Morello. He hasn't been able to land a big fish in free agency or a big trade. He's not been able to do that. And he addressed it with getting Bo Horvat. And that's kind of what you want to see if you're an Islanders fan. You're like, okay, Lou Lamorello is actually doing something. Uh, is he getting an extension on his contract this year for Lou Lamorello? I don't know. But that definitely helps his case. Bringing in somebody like Bo Horvat who can bolster your lineup for scoring and can do something for you. Now, is he going to do the same thing next year? I don't think so. I don't think he's going to give the same amount of production. But is he going to be a good player that the Islanders needed down the middle? Yes, he's going to be that sustainable force. He's probably going to play first line. He's probably going to play first power play. He's going to be on for most situations. So Lou Lamorello kind of saved his butt there, his own his own butt. He he saved his own butt with his jaw, maybe, and he brought in that big fish that he hasn't been able to do. So honestly, good on Lou Lamorello. <laughs> they, they say, let him cook. I mean... I, I I don't know if I don't know if he really cooked there, but he he did what he needed to do. He needed to bring in somebody for the Islanders, especially when it's been like a it's been a weird couple of years for the Islanders. Like it, it's it's been odd for the Islanders, and they have a good team, and you don't want to waste it, especially with Sorokin in net. Your defense is is pretty decent, but I mean adding Bo Horvat, you're not going to get worse. So um, I, I do like that trade and the contract for. The uh, New York Islanders, maybe a little bit of an overpayment, like I mentioned, but I mean, the cap's going to go up. It's going to be a little bit better that way. So that's that's probably what he's saying. So the cap's going to go up. It's probably going to be a little bit better that way. So I think that's what he's saying. Okay, so now we get into next segment, serious or delirious. This is serious. Can we get serious now? Or delirious. So first one, are the Seattle Kraken real? Are they a real team? Are they a real playoff contender? I say yes. I, I do say yes. I think that one thing they're going to do is they're going to add to their goaltending depth. I mean, when you look at the Seattle Kraken, uh, they really have their points based out about who scores. It's very close together. And I think that's one thing to keep in mind is that they share the wealth kind of thing. Like, you know, everybody gets a piece of the pie when it comes to contributing to the power play or, or just getting goals defensively. They're really good that way. They're a tight knit team that kind of does it. And, you know, they're only going to get better now missing Matty Beniers. Um, I don't exactly know how long you, he's going to be out for, but if you're going to address something, you have to address the goaltending, right? The Seattle Kraken weren't supposed to be this team this year. They're not they're like, they're, they're first, they're first right now in this, in the Pacific division. Like that's, that's not something where they're supposed to be 29, 15 and five. They were not supposed to be in the spot. So if you're the Seattle Kraken, you have to address that goaltending. And that's why in one of my videos, I said, it's a long shot, but Thatcher, Demko and Vancouver is a really intriguing piece. If you are the Seattle Kraken is very intriguing. And they said that they weren't going to make any big trades. They didn't want to give up any big assets, which is what you're going to need to do to get Demko. But if you're going to do something, that's the thing you need to do, because that's the one spot that is hurting you right now. Martin Jones 
895 on the season, a 2.82 goals against, and Philip Grubauer, 3.03 and an 897. What happened to Grubauer, man? Like, I, I know he went to Seattle, but you'd think he'd be a bit better. That 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 just sucks for him. But, I mean, e- even in that, you have those two goalies there. Somehow you are staying afloat. Somehow you're staying afloat. If you are going to address a certain aspect, if, if you are the Seattle Kraken, you have to address the goaltending. And I say they are a real team. Because I, I, I do think they are right now. They are a real team. But if they don't address that goaltending soon, it is going to hurt them. Because if they make the playoffs and they get in there, I don't know how well they're going to do. I mean, you think of experience. You th- There's not really much experience to go to. They haven't made the playoffs yet. And you have like certain people on their team. But w- at that point, you have to address something. The, the goaltending is that glaring aspect. So if I'm Seattle, that's, that's where I'm going. Uh, so the next one up is, are the Sabres frauds? I don't know. I mean, the, the Buffalo Sabres are a really interesting team. And a lot of people are thinking, are they going to make the playoffs? Are they going to make, are the Buffalo Sabres finally going to end that drought, that playoff drought and make the playoffs? So right, right now, as I'm speaking, they are one point behind the Pittsburgh Penguins with uh, playing just a game more than them. They're at 50 games. The Penguins are at 49 games played. So, I mean, at that point, they, they are very close. The Islanders are a point behind them and the Panthers are uh, three points behind the Sabres. So it, it's very close in there between who's going to make the playoffs. Now, the Sabres have been playing well. They have. But again, the one thing that happens for teams who need to play well goaltending is another aspect and that's why that's why the buffalo sabers have been linked to thatcher demko we, we come back to demko again how he might be traded how you know the the maybe the the canucks want a clear house that's one place that he could go and i say this because the sabers have assets and they can do it now you you look at their goaltending right now so eric comrie uh the games he's played 884 3.53 goals against craig anderson has been that guy for the buffalo sabers he, he has been that guy, 17 games played. He hasn't played the most games, but 17 games played, 918, a 2.73 goals against. And then it goes back to that, again, 3.03899 for Luke Conan. So again, you're back to that aspect. There's no way that you can run Craig Anderson in the playoffs again. He he is older, and that's, that's the exact reason why you're running a tandem. Now, has he been good? Has he proven himself? Yes. And if you're going to put somebody in and you don't trade for a goalie, it's probably going to be him if you make the playoffs. But at the same time, you cannot run Craig Anderson like this. He's 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 older and you don't know what could happen and you don't know how sustainable he could be. There's there's too much kind of like like it's like a black hole. You don't really know what's going to be there. So if I'm the Buffalo Sabres, I'd be looking into a goalie option, too, whether that's Thatcher Demko or that's somewhere else in the league. You have to look for it because right now, unfortunately, Lucona is not working out in that aspect. And I think that's why they're looking for goaltending possibly. But if I'm the Sabres, other than the goaltending, I mean, I, I'm I'm pretty happy. I mean, a very young roster and they're playing really well right now. You still have younger prospects who haven't really shown themselves yet. So you have a really good team coming up. A really good team. Like you see Rasmus Dahlin having having a year like this and going to the All-Star game like He's been really good too. Tage Thompson, that injury, that's that doesn't help. I mean, there's a lot of positive aspects if you're a Sabres fan right now. So I'm I'm happy if I'm a Sabres fan in that way. I, I like it. And I don't I don't really know what else you can really say there for the Sabres, but do I think are they frauds? Personally, I don't think they're gonna make the playoffs. I don't. I don't. I I just I just think there's it's too close. You have the Capitals there too, you have the Penguins, you have the Islanders and the Panthers. It's it's just too close to call. And 
I just think those other teams are either going to make it a little bit tougher on them and they're just not going to get in there. I, I just I just don't see it happening. And you know what? If they prove me wrong, then prove me wrong. I'll be I'll be happy to see that happen. But at the end of the day, uh, do I think they're frauds? I I do. I do think they're frauds. I don't think they're going to make the playoffs. Uh, so next one. So David Pasternak scores over 55 goals. The over-under, I'm going to take the under. I think that so Pasternak actually just to like clarify here. So Pasternak is at 38 goals right now. The next person up is Connor McDavid. He's at 41 goals in the season. So Pasternak, I mean, he's in he's in a decent spot here. I mean, games played right now this year, uh, he's at 51 games played. So 82 games on the season, he could he could possibly do it. I mean, he could, but I just I don't see that. I mean, Connor McDavid, I think he could he could get over 55. I think the pace that he's doing, I think I think that's that happens. But David Pasternak, I think the over under, I think I'm going to take the under at 54. I think he just misses it. I think he just misses that 55 goal mark. And that's not to take anything away from him. I think he's he's having a good year, just like the Boston Bruins. They're they're absolutely lighting it up this year. I think he'll do well, but uh, I'm going to take the under 54 goals for David Pasternak. Okay, so our next segment, Rookie Roundup. Let's get right into it. There's a rookie all alone. Scores! It's the rookie, Mason McTavish. His first National Hockey League goal. This is Rookie Roundup. Okay, so Rookie Roundup. So we go into all the rookies that we have here in the NHL. What a fun time it is. For, for rookies in the NHL, even like last year, I, I just was so into it and I, I loved it. But there's there's so much going on with it. Like uh, like I said, I think Matty Veneers is going to win the Calder. That's the first one up that we have here. 36 points in the season, 47 games played, 17 goals, 19 assists for Matty Veneers. What kind of happens with that? I think he's going to run, run away with it. I don't really think there's going to be much of a debate. And a lot of people are going to say, well, what about Logan Thompson, Stuart Skinner? I don't think they beat him out for that. Now, unless, in, I'll say this. Unless Stuart Skinner or Logan Thompson, like an absolute run, I I, I do think Matty Beniers will win this. Unless unless Stuart Skinner just takes back the net from Jack Campbell again, which I think might happen anyway. Or Logan Thompson uh, just carries, just absolutely carries. Like I'm talking about nuts numbers. It, it's 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 hard for rookies that are goaltenders to win. It's hard from the wind to Calder. It, it is, it, especially when you have players. Usually, it's it goes to the players. Um, why it's probably just a little bit more biases and, and stuff like that because usually it goes to the players. The players are scoring. They're they're contributing in that way, and people overlook that aspect of the goalies. So I think that kind of just gets overlooked in that way. Um, but I mean that that's that's not kind of count out Stuart Skinner and Logan Thompson and what they've done this year. So Logan Thompson, 35 games played, 19 wins, 13 losses, and three overtime losses at 9-13 on the season. Stuart Skinner, uh, 28 games played, 13-10, and three with a 9-14. So they've been very solid. As, as rookies, they've been very solid. I think that Stuart Skinner is a big reason, a big reason why the Edmonton Oilers are not absolutely sinking this year. Because you have to remember, if Stuart Skinner does not step up, Jack Campbell was already kind of trying to stay afloat. So if Stuart Skinner doesn't do what he did, the Oilers probably aren't close to the playoffs unless Jack Campbell did something random again, but they probably aren't. So, I mean, if, if I had to pick a goalie, I don't know. I mean, Logan Thompson kind of has the edge there. He's been playing more games. Um, he's on Vegas, right? There's, there's a, there's a lot of kind of glaring aspects that go in within that. I mean, if you think about it, the Oilers don't really have that defense that 
Vegas has. So you could give kind of like the edge to Stuart Skinner in that way. But I mean, when we talk about the rookie roundup, we're, we're talking about the rookies here. I, I do think Matty Beniers takes it. But I mean, you know, talking about other players than Matty Beniers, uh, Cole Perfetti, he's been he's been really interesting this year. Uh, 47 games played, seven goals, 22 assists for 29 points on the season. Cole Perfetti is just such a talent. Like you, you look at how he plays, the way that he sees the ice, he's going to be so good for the Winnipeg Jets. Like he is going to be so 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 good i just love the way that he plays and and how he his shot is nice the the way that players think today mind boggles me so when i when i see this kind of stuff happen and these young rookies step up i say young and i'm like 20 years old so it's kind of weird to say it that way but but it's true i mean like He's he's such a talent. Um, I I really like the way that he plays. I like how Winnipeg plays this year. That that's a different story. The Winnipeg Jets have and how they've kind of done the same thing that Boston has, and they've kind of silenced the haters and uh, how well they everybody else thought they were going to do, and how they kind of set their own destination. So Cole Perfetti, if Matty Beniers wasn't there, he'd probably be the next one up. I mean, that's that's pretty obvious. Mason McTavish is there too, of uh, the Anaheim Ducks. Um, but Matty Beniers is is definitely my my Calder pick as of now. He's been my Calder pick, I think. From the start, um, you can go back and look at that from my takes before. But Manny Beniers has always been that player. I, I've I've loved him and his play since last year. So um, that's all. That's never been a question for me. The Manny Beniers has has been that guy. And like, like I mentioned, Logan Thompson and Stuart Skinner. You you can't not look at those stats and be like, man, that's pretty good. But at the end of the day, if you're gonna be looking at the Calder and saying, man, who am I gonna give this trophy to? They're probably gonna go vote for Manny Beniers unless Logan Thompson and Stuart Skinner do more than what they already have done which is just asking way too much from them. Again, not to say that they haven't done anything. They've been really good this year. Definitely not exactly where they need to be. We'll get right back to the podcast, but first, these messages. Most people say hockey is 90% mental, but rarely do hockey players work on their mindset and mental skills. If you want to start playing with more confidence and consistency, then be sure to check out Upper Mentality for all your mental toughness needs. They are proud to train the minds of elite athletes and teams across the AHL, OHL, NCAA, and more. Check them out at uppermentality.ca to book in a no-obligation call. You can also find this in the description of the podcast. Now let's get back to the program. So that does it for this podcast of Dump and Chase. Uh, Usually I will do something called ZS Mailbag where you send me an email, DM, or anything of that sort and tell me any questions, comments, or concerns that you have with the podcast, whether that's uh, giving my takes on something or you just have something you'd like to add into the podcast, whatever that is. Uh, you let me know what that is. I'll do that next time. I should have asked before, but uh, just let me know. So I appreciate you listening to the Dump and Chase podcast. My name is Zach Staden. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you next time.